The phone shrilled its annoying chirp, waking me from a deep sleep. I rolled over and groped a hand across the bed to the nightstand. My fingers hit my cell phone, and away it went, skidding across the polished, slicked surface onto the shag carpeting. Damn it all to hell and back. I sat up and flipped on the bedside lamp, already regretting the two quarters I'd be donating to my cussing jar, and blinked my sleep-deprived eyes in the too bright light till they focused on the phone lying like a black stone on the sea's surface. It had landed face up. Soon as I saw the name of the caller, my heart flipped over behind my sternum, and a sappy grin replaced my irritated scowl. Riley Treadwell, a childhood friend and my newly acquired boyfriend. We've been dating for a while now, long enough for me to relax into the idea, but not so long we felt free to broach the S-E-X subject, lest we had to. Riley was gung-ho and ready to go, but me? I was a mite skittish about the whole subject for reasons I didn't much like to ponder. I leaned over, fished the phone out of the carpet, and thumbed the call open. Hey. Get dressed, Sonny. Riley's voice held a grim note, tense and completely contrary to his normal laid-back drawl. I sat straight up and glanced at the time. 2.48 a.m., far too early for him to even be awake, let alone calling me. A cold knot of dread slid into my stomach. I flipped the covers off my bare legs and shivered in the bedroom's too cool air. What's wrong? I asked. Dad's on his way over to Fames to arrest him. What in tarnation for? I squawked. Some kids found Fames' wife and brother out on Cemetery Hill. Riley sighed and a sound like skin scraping against skin filtered through the connection. They're dead, Sonny. Both of them. And everybody knowed Fame had run his wife off for cheating on him with his brother. Everybody also knowed Sheriff Treadwell, Riley's daddy, and my uncle was in a long-standing feud, though what they was a-feuding over was anybody's guess. Shit, I muttered and winced, three quarters in one night, after being good for so long. Oh, well. The preacher man'd be able to do something good with my bad, surely. I cradled the cell phone between my shoulder and ear, yanked open a dresser drawer, and fumbled for clean clothes. How long till he gets here? Soon, Riley said, real low and soft. I'm sorry, Sonny, if I could do anything to stop him. Ain't nothing you can do, hun. And that was a fact. Probably nothing I could do, neither. Except Warren Fame and Missy, and my two cousins. Thanks for the heads up. I'll be there soon as I can. No, I said right off and slammed the drawer shut. You go on back to bed. I'll call you soon as I know something. We said our goodbyes and hung up, and soon as the line broke, I hit Fame's number. He picked up on the first ring. The sheriff's on his way, I said straight off. Some kids found Lily and Ferd dead. I'll be ready for him, Fame said in that deceptively soft voice of his, and that's all either one of us needed to say. We hung up without another word, and I stumbled into the bathroom to clean up, shivering from the cold air and the sick feeling growing like a canker off the dread pooling in my gut. Lily and Ferd, dead. 
fame the most likely suspect, and Sheriff Treadwell was on the case. Good old boy Chip Treadwell, what had a burr in his side over fame and the weight of the law behind his gun. I didn't need two guesses to know how the investigation was going to go. Fame had already been judged guilty by the folks in the know. And if them what knowed better didn't do something, the hangman'd soon have another neck for his noose.